Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Everybody's going to start their podcast talking about New Year's Eve. Let's sh- or they're not going to release one. Because they're lazy. Let's recap all of the tire fire that was 2021. No, let's not. Okay. We don't have enough bandwidth. Um, I'm going to a wedding on New Year's Eve. Isn't that weird? Who Do I know them? Um, maybe tangentially, but no, it's not. It's mm. on the other side. It's Noah's friends. Um, oh. And they're great. And they've been at everything where I was. Uh, and you know what? This is the one year where I'm like, I get it. Like you've been wanting to get married for two years and there's been a pandemic. And part of me is like, there's always going to be a new variant. So you got to live your life. We're all vaccinated. We're all boosted. Everybody's wearing a mask or it's outdoors. We are not the problem. But also remember how it used to be like New Year's Eve is like the worst night to drive, but now there's Uber. So I feel like it's not the worst night to drive. Very true. So it's not as scary. Not as scary. I mean, I'm pregnant. So I'm like, I guess I could drive us and it's down the street. But like, I don't be like Usually it's like a holiday wedding, but it's like, yeah, fucking get it in this side of the fiscal year. So it counts for your taxes somehow. I don't know if you're going to be able to go to that wedding. That baby could come out. Okay. So check this out. My due date is January 6th. Yeah. And part of me is like, but the doctor's like, your baby's fully cooked. Like she could come now. And if she did, she, she'd she be fine. And she weighs like seven pounds, six ounces, like a normal weight. And apparently there's a salad in the valley called the like maternity salad or like the afterbirth salad. I don't know. But it's this like legendary LA institution of a salad that allegedly women go into labor when they have this salad. Are you going to eat it? Yeah. Every day. I'm not even that uncomfortable. I'm just like, wouldn't it be great to like give myself a head start with this break, quote unquote. A head the, start. By like a week. <laughs> that counts. Get that, like get it going. Yeah. I mean, you, at, at, by the time you're going to this wedding, you might not be going to this wedding. And that's fine too. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> shit. Comment. I, an alarm just went off. It's my cousin's gender reveal Zoom. Welcome to the pandemic. <gasps> do you, right yeah. now, do you need to leave? Emily, I, I'm sorry. I have to log on to this. <laughs> Red Hot Update. I 
I was like, this is what 2021 is. Hey, can I pause my Zoom meeting podcast recording so I can Zoom into my cousin's gender reveal? And then I texted Noah, who was in the other room. I was like, can you come in here so you can also be part of this? And he was like, isn't it, isn't it tomorrow? And it was. And I put it down for the wrong day. And I was just like, this is what the world is, just constantly showing up for the wrong Zoom meeting. Okay, well, we're back now. Are you are you free tomorrow to go to it? I definitely cannot physically attend. Right. Because but this is LA. Tomorrow? If it's LA, it's like, if it's not on your block, you can't go. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll zoom in tomorrow. Okay. Um, <laughs> you you, you got to know that gender. I don't know how people don't do it. I don't know how people just for nine months are like, it's just a lump of oatmeal. I don't know. Yeah, just for prep, I'm sure mostly like color and stuff can all be gender neutral, but aren't there, isn't there anything specific you need to get? I don't know. I feel like just mentally I'd want to repair. You just want to know. You want to know. And honestly, like, here's the fault to me in gender neutral. We all know that, let's say, homosexuality isn't a choice. So giving your kid gender neutral is not going to influence how effeminate or masculine they are. Mm. Like I had pink things when I was little and I was a total tomboy. Like a little infant that doesn't know what hands are. Like if you enjoy pink, do pink. And don't shame any parents that don't. I did like a mauve muted pink because I'm not girly, but I like the idea of her being girly because I'm sure somewhere I was damaged where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I want her to just load up on all the girl things. Yeah. You are you're embracing the, load up. I don't know, the kind of, not stereotypes, but like all the little pieces of of being a mom. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually, if I'm thinking about it, everything I ordered is like, like a, uh, like a bone colored or like, I, I don't want to say nude because that's like, you could be black and have nude skin, but like a, everything's like a neutral. Oh yeah. Scandy chic under the sea or whatever. Scan, everything's Scandy chic neutral. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything bright pink, no ruffles. Cause that's just to me cringy, but whatever. All of her furniture is white. Because I want her to be proud to be white. I'm just kidding. It's just really chic. Not doing pink furniture. All white. There's going to be so many spills. We're not. You know what? For at least a couple weeks, it'll be lovely. Yeah. Baby furniture. Nobody cares. So I don't know. When it's coming. I reserve. I'm just not. It's fine. And maybe by the time this podcast comes out, we already have a baby. You know, teeny tiny baby. I know we're in the the danger zone now of when that could be happening. You're you're in the splash zone. Splash. Zone. You know what I'm really looking forward to? You have to pack an over. You have overnights. It could be two nights. Pack a bag for the hospital. I think I'll be really good at packing a bag. Like I'm a very good packer. I've got the socks ready. I've got chargers. We've got snacks. I already have the sub sandwich place. We're gonna grab a sandwich from on the way in. Where? I was just kidding. Oh, but you're supposed <laughs> so to like excited. When you feel a contraction, you're supposed to like carbo load because you can't eat. But I think you can. I don't know. I think a lot of, I'm going to wait to get the information until the minute it happens. Mm-hmm. Except for the gender, which you want to know. ASAP. I did want to know. And I was actually thinking we were having a boy and I was ready for it. And I had a name picked out and they were like, it's a girl. And the doctor said she has a long femur. And I was like, she gets that from her father because no one's ever said I have long legs. Good for her. Long femur. You can be. Morgan Murphy already texted me. She's like, I'm going to teach her baseball or basketball. I was like, great. Get yeah. her in there. Use that height. Yeah. Get a hoop. Also, if she's like a bigger girl, we're going to get her into like shot putt, weight training. Like you're going to use that body. 
and ma- and make a nice life for yourself in a non-sexual way or nope, yeah, non-sexual. <laughs> I'm glad you're you're preparing for like a little Olympian. I'm just you know what it is? You can be terrible at sports, but you need to learn teamwork and you need to learn the art of losing, how to be a graceful winner. Like you got to play sports even when you're younger. For me, just as a Texan before I fully lose every shred of anything that made me a Texan. Like you got to do something. You can't just, you got to move your body. Mm-hmm. Got to be healthy. You got to move your body. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like really good at the piano. You got to move your body. <laughs> Whatever. I went to the dog park today and chased okay, dogs around. That's how I moved my body. Did you, did you move or did you sit? On a bench and like radio into the dog, like go left. <laughs> no, I had to, I chased her around because she's, other dogs don't like her that much. Did you get a new job? Yes. Uh, I'm starting. I'll have started and now be on holiday break at this point. So that's hopefully it's going well. well. They're, paying, they're paying you. I bet it's going well. All right. Well, I'm glad you got will. that new job. Uh, I'm excited for my top and bottom of the cob, but now we've got questions that need answering. Folks, yes. we've got some real doozies today. I know. I like when people trust us with really weird ones. Yeah. I'm in love with a bear that I trapped. <laughs> His name is Jerry. I met him at a bar. All right. Kick it. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and the gang. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. I need your advice on how to kindly set boundaries with my brother's girlfriend. Context, my brother is an awesome guy, but has a history of dating mean, controlling women. I like the new girlfriend more than his previous ones, but I've had a couple of interactions with her where she forces her way of doing things on the rest of us and did not seem to understand that this is very rude. An example happened at Thanksgiving. This was her first Thanksgiving with us, and my mom asked me to make the mashed potatoes. The new girlfriend wanted to help, but immediately began criticizing my cooking technique and changing what I'd already done because it wasn't the right way to make mashed potatoes. I tried to be kind and tell her that we make them this way because of my parents' very strict dietary restrictions, but she wouldn't stop. My brother distracted her and got her out of the kitchen so I could finish cooking. There have been other instances like this where she just can't let me do something anyway other than her way, and my brother isn't willing to say something to her. There may be some cultural miscommunication as we have very different backgrounds, but how do I clearly- What are they? I gotta know. I gotta know what they are. I don't know. How How do I more clearly assert myself so that she will- let me actually cook things that my mother can eat. I don't want to be rude, but I'm tired of being bossed around my own home. Help. Okay, I'm assessing uh, this person, our question asker. I can't tell what she is, so I don't know. <laughs> so not white or she is I, white? Maybe white. You're allowed to say someone is white. Like but you're not going to get I'm, canceled. It's such a small little... Is, the, is her I would avatar guess like... white, but I don't okay. know. It looks vaguely Scandinavian. Okay, I don't know. Look, uh, vaguely Scandinavian. That could be anything. Um, you, if this is a dietary thing versus like we use salt, we don't use salt, we're co- like kosher, whatever. I don't know why you have a trouble saying, no, my mom cannot eat that. We don't do it. And I, there's something missing. You are not telling me something and here's why. If this is about someone being able to eat something and I doubt it's because you're kosher, it's odd to me that this girl would be so obtuse and so dense to be like, no, it needs to have milk. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect here. So is it your, I mean, if you're not American, then your mom's not faking her dietary requirements for attention. So 
I think you got to come back to us with more context because we're missing something. I think everybody listening would agree. But that's l- odd. It it's not like she's like, like I like I like lumpy. These are creamy. She's saying my mom can't eat it. So this girl must be like, there's no way this girl's so horrible. It, she could be that horrible though that she just that she just comes in and nitpicks everything everyone's doing. I mean, I don't know what kind of person you are, and you don't want to start a fight, but you got to stand up for your. You just got to be like, I'm doing it my way, and if you want to make something your way, you go make that. You got to be okay with saying that. Yeah, this is a reoccurring thing on this show where people are like, I'm afraid to set my own boundaries. What's like, how can I skulk into something? You know, or just treat her, just be like, hey, when you're in charge, we'll make it your way, but this is what I'm doing. Get out of the way. You try to be funny about it. People get offended so easily. And she seems like the kind of person that would get offended if you didn't approach her right, not realizing she was being annoying. She also may just really want to help and she's coming in a little hot. What? I don't get, I get the feeling that she just comes in and nitpicks, which it's... Yeah, it's tough because, you know... daughters always say that about their mothers and usually I'd like to think it comes from a place of love like you just want something to be good you can just turn to her and be like I'm just doing it differently I promise you it won't be bad I'll give you a million dollars if it's bad or a million Danish kroner or whatever you are but you you can't just expect people to get you and if it really is about your mom just be like my mom literally can't eat it if I put goat blood in it so please stop yeah you got to be okay with just being strong back. You don't have to be rude about it, but you got to be okay with just saying, I don't want to do that. Don't storm out. Don't be passive aggressive. And again, look, it's two women not getting along and the brother's like, I don't know. I'm just sweet man. You got to stay out of it and you got to just be like, this is what I'm doing. Go make your own kukenbakken or whatever. Yeah, at a certain point, you can't wait for him to follow her around telling her to stop. Your brother seems like, you. A, seems like a real beta. Yeah. And I like how you're like, my brother's a sweet guy. These girls are awful. Your brother seems like he's in need of like some spankings. Like he loves a woman lording over him and be like, I mean, if you really want to blow it up, you're like, hey, when you guys are in your sex dungeon and you're stepping on my brother's nuts with your stilettos, then you can tell him what to do. But right now we're in my parents' kitchen and my mom doesn't do gluten. So back the fuck off, chicken hoof. There you go. That's it. <laughs> okay. Pick any of those. There's no way a Scandinavian person would ever do anything I just said. They may just be American and they, I just, their picture was small and they were white. (laughs) Well, you got to, and then you got to do the American thing and stand up for yourself so egregiously, even though no one asked you to and make your boundaries, your religion. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. 
And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. wonderful people. Minnie Falcor, hello, especially to you. Eliza, you and your mother seem to have a fairly functional and healthy relationship. I'm hoping you can help this dysfunctional mother-daughter relationship. This is a question from Alicia. My mom and I have had a tumultuous relationship since I was nine. To make it short, she made some decisions early on in my life that impacted our family negatively and resulted in me distancing myself from her and ultimately choosing to live with my dad from 12 onwards. When I was 12, I spent a lot of time working through my personal issues and came to the place to forgive her, and I wanted to move forward. When you were 12, you did all this? All this work? When I was 21, I spent a lot of time working through it. So Emily's going to work through her dyslexia. Okay. She's always been a judgmental person and speaks to me rudely as if I were still a young child and not the 31-year-old widow and mother of two that I am. Oof. She's good with my young kids, but as they age, I worry about her influences on them as a dark cloud. Everything she says drips with subtext, and so many people who have gotten to know her either don't like her or don't want to deal with her shit. She believes she's a sweet person and that people like her. It's maddening. My own brother has pretty much cut her out of his life and his new family's life because of how she is. It's hard to put a finger on exactly what she is, possibly narcissistic, victim, needing to control everything. She's never had a positive relationship with any of the four serious partners I've had. She's a common denominator. And I've started a new relationship that is eight months in. I don't want this pattern continuing, but I'm at a loss as what to do. Uh, how do you deal when your partner you love feels uncomfortable around your mom and dreads any time with her? Especially when she's a caregiver to my kids two to three times a week. She knows that 
nobody else likes her. And she knows that like you and the kids are kind of like her only outlet. And it is nice that she takes care of them two to three times a week. And the truth is you're in a relationship with this guy for eight months. He's not your husband. He's not your fiance. And he's just got to suck it up. Like she sucks, but like you're also not asking them to be best friends. So always check in with the kids. Like, hey, I just want to know if you ever want to talk or if Nana upsets you, like you can always talk to me. And there is some value in like having a very serious without losing your temper conversation with your mom because they they can change a little. Um, what? I, I just think it's tough when you're, when she's a caregiver two to three times a week you have to make certain concessions. And I get like, you shouldn't let her talk to your children in any way that is inappropriate or upsets them, but you are choosing to have a relationship with her because it benefits you at this point in your life. And so your partner needs to understand you need that help with childcare. Everybody needs to be civil. And I think it goes a long way when I'm, when a friend or somebody, when they introduce me to someone, if I get a heads up, like, this person's really mean. They're going to comment on this and this, like whatever, like we're going to get through this. I appreciate that having someone else so that afterwards we can be like, did you hear when she said this? Can you believe she did this? Telling your partner that like I'm on your side, but she's doing us a big favor. Sure. Like we're just trying to get through this. Also, you know, there is, if you're saying it's dripping with subtext, that means she's like passive aggressive. You can cut that off at the knees and be like, what do you actually mean by that? She'll be like, nothing exactly what I said. Be like, then say it. Be like, mom, I always want you to just say exactly what you mean. And you can also say to her, I appreciate that you want everything to be perfect, which is where my mom's quote unquote criticism comes from. My mom is never saying it to me to hurt my feelings. And I said to her on a recent trip, I was like, I cannot stop down and make a list of everything that needs maintenance all the time. Like, this is my time. I'm not doing that right now. And she responded to it, you know? So you can always just draw your brand. Just like, okay, great mom. I'm not doing that right now. I'm not, I'm not interested in hearing that right now. I'm not in that place right now. But you've got to be okay with then walking away or brushing it off. And you are allowed to say, hey, I'm 31. Let's reevaluate the way we communicate because I think you're seeing me as something that I no longer am. And perhaps to an extent you're doing that to her. So maybe like a nice sit down, no temper lost, but have a, have a stun gun ready. In case, in case a pod, she's a pod person and they've been occupying your mom's body this whole time. I can't stop thinking about eating cereal. I just want to go crunch on some cornflakes. What kind? Had, oh, cornflakes? I had cornflakes in my ice cream last night. Tasted. I keep thinking about Reese's Puffs, but I haven't had any. Oh, God. <laughs> Kick it. Hi, Liz and Emily. I, female 28, spent the summer of 2020 coming out as bisexual and starting to date women. <laughs> you spent the whole summer coming out? Whole summer. Isn't it, very- isn't it you just come out and it's done? It takes like six seconds? I guess to each individual person and starting to date women. So the coming out and then going on dates. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta come out before you go on the date. It's weird to go on the date like I'm super straight and then <laughs> be like... Surprise. Surprise, we're kissing. Okay. I had two very close friends at the time, an engaged couple, female 33 and male 42. They were my best allies and biggest advocates during this time. Too old. You're 21. They're too old. 28. Oh, okay. You're fine. You're fine. It's fine. That's fine. They're in a band and I ran their stage lights. So we spent a lot of time in close quarters setting up and tearing down stages, which took up a majority of my spare time. Last fall, I started dating someone, female, 27, who developed pretty good relationships with my friends very quickly, also due to the nature of how we spent our weekends. Okay. The guy raped my girlfriend in April 2021. Oh my God, that took such a hard left turn. Which 
ultimately led to us breaking up this fall. I told uh, him off and he came clean to his fiance two weeks before their wedding, but he lied telling her that he and my ex consensually cheated and she chose to believe him, not giving me a chance to explain the truth. She married him anyway. I chose to walk away from them, their band, my hobby, programming and running stage lights and my entire social life. Now that I've lost everything I held close and I'm still standing, what advice do you have on restarting my social life as I'm nearing 30? Due to trying to cope with my emotions about everything and winter in the Midwest, I can feel myself hibernating and avoiding the few friends I do have left. I'd love to get your take on how to get out into the world again. Thanks. Well, stop avoiding the few friends you do have left. Yes. Because humans are social creatures and it's easy to like keep retreating. Um, That being said, of course, you need you time. I'm interested in the... You and your girlfriend broke up. I mean, she was raped. So the ripple effect that will have on her life is unimaginable. And I'm I'm assuming you broke up also because people break up. But, you know, I I hope you are able to still be like an ally and a friend to her. That being said, like, it's obviously whatever she wants. Like, it might be too triggering. I don't know. I know nothing about rape. I don't even want to like dip my toe in this because that's so, it's so above my pay grade. But, um... In terms of taking care of you, first of all, it's super fucked up that your friend hasn't, you know what? I can't even say that. I can't even say it's fucked up. She didn't press charges because like, I can't say that I, a lot I, of women don't. I don't know. I thought that at first too, but yeah. So assuming, you know, that she couldn't, didn't want to for whatever reason, the fact that your, that your friend chose to believe her fiance and marry him. And by the way, is, by the way. The the story could be super, like, it could be like a he said, she said, and and she's like, we were drinking. Like, the details could be so foggy that, of course, the girl's going to go with him. So that's so muddy and gross. And, and of course, you always want to listen to women. But let's talk about you. Let's say that because that is horrible. That probably will never happen again. That is such a freak thing. And it's weird for you because this is like the first girl that you've dated. And you came out as bi, right? Not gay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, so here you are. You're like, I'm coming out as bi. I'm at this great girl. I'm doing great. And then this horrible thing happens to her, which also kind of happened to you. Not the rape, but like this betrayal and this letdown and this freak thing. Lean on the few friends you have. Please see a therapist just so you can process it. But please don't let this thing that happened that is a freak thing, the idea that you come out, you date someone and the one woman you date ends up getting raped by one of your best friends, I hope is an anomaly. Um, make sure that you're okay. And please just know that this is not going to happen again. It's also like, number one, it's really impressive that you walked away from everything yeah, good you for had. You. Like, good, good for, for you. you. That was the best possible choice. But now you're retreating from your other friends and that's, hard. it's so hard to go get out there. You have to make yourself talk to your friends. You have to, you have to have people in your life. You need people in your life. You don't want to become like the broken record. That's why you also need therapy because your friends are not therapists, even though like this podcast low-key kind of is. Um, And it's okay. You're allowed to have something bad happen and then take a knee and restart. You know, if you run lights and you do that stuff, I promise you there are other bands that need that. So do not let this man define your choices. Do not let the actions of a horribly selfish, evil person dictate your happiness in the future. If this guy came up to you a year ago and he was like, hey, you, I don't want you breaking down stages and I don't want you running lights anymore. You'd be like, fuck you. Who are you? 
So do not let that influence you. And don't, don't let it have power over you. You can still enjoy your things and, and maybe check in on your ex-girlfriend if you guys are cool, you know? Although she may not want that. I don't know what she wants. I don't want with that. Yeah. Reaching oh, out all the theaters that you worked with this band through, I'm sure the theaters know other groups that would love to have you yes. running lights for them. If that's something that would be, people would be so excited to have that available to them if that's something that you're yeah. passionate about. Reach out to the local small theaters and you can still be involved in that scene, not through a specific artist. Take your time. Take the holidays, surround yourself with love and friends, watch Love Actually, drink. You know what I see a lot of on TikTok? And I think it's very Russian is like someone pouring hot chocolate and there's oranges everywhere. I don't know if like Tangelo's are like a delicacy, but I'm like, that's, yes, citrus is a winter thing, but like, I don't, that's a lot of acid on your stomach. But hey, eat some oranges, drink some coffee, get out and move your body. Like get those ser- that serotonin moving, you know, try to go for walks or work out. Get some therapy. You can even do therapy online. We've got promo codes for that. Better that help. Better yeah. help. Better help. Get yourself okay and just be be like, you know what? In the world, open back up, opens back up in this new year. Like, I'm ready to go. Start yeah. sending out those emails to the venues. Do not let him deter your happiness. That yeah. is my advice. And so many people right now because of COVID have changed their social structures, have changed who they see, have cut people out. A lot of people are in the same boat for various reasons of wanting to make friends at 30, at any age. And so you're not in a bad position. It's not crazy. Nobody's, it's not like Billy Madison and everybody's like, what are you doing here? Like, you just gotta, you just gotta get back out there and you will meet other girls and not unlike, look, I'm not comparing it. I am just saying not unlike the sociopath that I dated. Like I made that decision after that happened. I was like, I'm not going to let this affect the way that I trust men. And I didn't. And now I like sleep with a knife by my bed, but my husband is someone I keep close tabs on. No. So and he you- knows. Your husband knows about the knife. <laughs> That's no good. knows about the knife. It's not a Thank secret. You. I gave him a knife too, though. So everyone's on equal footing. <laughs> Does the baby get a knife? Baby gets a knife. You come into my house, you're getting a knife. Yeah. She gets a little, hers is like a nail file. Oh, a cocktail sword. Yeah. That's what Noah describes me as when I like make, I like defend myself against arguments that aren't happening. He's like, "Uh oh, someone's got their cocktail sword out. I'm like, and you, and you, and another thing, and you. Uh, Hi gang and tiny baby. I need help breaking up with my mom. Weird. I know. Oh, Let me explain. A lot of mom ones today. A lot of family yeah, mom I stuff. I think it's the holidays. Everybody's like, oh, my mom. April 2020, my mom moved in with my husband and me to get out of a toxic living situation. Her words, not mine. She had black mold. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it would be great. We were expecting our first baby later in 2020 and would appreciate the extra help. We told her she could stay with us until she got back on her feet and figured out her next move. In hindsight, not a good choice of words. Now, almost two years later, we're faced with a bad roommate situation. She leaves her clothes all over the house, her Ooh. glasses all over, dishes all over, her hair in the tub drain. She <gasps> takes hours long baths on our daughter's bath nights in my daughter's bathroom. To be fair, the baby bathroom was also the guest bathroom, but still. <laughs> I have tried Ooh. to low-key talk to her about moving out. She told me thinking about that made her anxiety spike. I've taken a more direct route and told her there are some income-based housing options available in town and we could help her fill out the paperwork. She told me that since she doesn't have an income, she's decided to retire at 57 to heal her mind and body, which seems more of an excuse to sleep all day and travel and have fun and not be tied down to a J-O-B. She doubts she'd qualify for anything and filling out paperwork like that would spike her anxiety. 
I've tried changing how I approach the topic by saying things like gain her independence back or prove the naysayers wrong or prove to herself and boost her ego. Nothing is budging her. I can fully hear you yelling at me. Why haven't you just talked candidly to your mom? Okay, maybe not yelling, but I'm sure you've at least thought it. I would yell. (laughs) The mom of my childhood, I'd totally be able to speak candidly to, but this version of my mom is super broken down from two failed marriages, a broken long-term relationship, the loss of several close friends and family. I know no matter how nicely I put this to her, she isn't going to receive it well. So my question is two-part. One, are there any other sugar-coated ways you can think of to try before I go totally direct? And two, how do I go about breaking up with my mom? How do I start that? There are no more sugar-coated routes. Yeah, you tried it. Um, Here's my thought. I'm having a vision of you sitting at the kitchen table and you have three forms in front of you. You're like, one of these is an income-based housing form that I filled out for you. One of these is a job application that I have filled out for you. And the other one is an eviction notice. So mom, I love you. And it's because I love you that I think you need to push because right now this is very difficult. We have a new family. You know, it. the fact that she's a shitty house guest almost doesn't matter because it's still your mother living in your house while you have this new baby. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess I wonder like if she was super helpful, but like nobody really wants their parent. Like, it sounds like you have a, maybe a smaller house. Um, the, you know, just the, I think the lack of the thoughtlessness is just would get so grating that like on baby's bath night, she's taking an hour long bath. Yeah, there's something, your mother is reverting back to being a child herself and there's a total role reversal that you didn't sign up for. And I think also this thing that people do, particularly in America, where like your mental health and your anxiety take place over everyone else's comfort. I guess it would be the fact that she's so egregious with her selfishness, uh, everything else is compounded by that. And so I do think if you bring all that up, she'll be like, okay, I'll be better. And she'll be better for like a week and then it'll slip back just like a teenager would because she's going through some sort of like midlife crisis. So basically you have to be like, mom, on this date, I need you to move out. We are converting that room into my sewing room, a guest space, hamster workout quarters. And you've got to have tough love and you've got to be like, I am willing to help you. We can go job, sorry, we can go job hunting, We can help you find a house. I'm like, but you cannot clock out of being my mother, of being a person on this planet, of being a grandmother and of life at 57. Mm -mm. You don't have that luxury. So, and she'll, I don't know if you've watched Kath and Kim, but like that's kind of, the daughter is like such a piece of shit, like never leaves the house. And the mom allows it. You've got to be strong. Like people don't understand. Like, again, you teach people how to treat you. And if you're not willing to set that boundary, how is she going to respect it? Just like a teenager. It's practice for your daughter. Your mom is a grown woman. And by the way, people have failed marriages. People have friends that die. This is a part of life. And it's just, it's there are people out there, tell your mom to watch one episode of Undercover Boss. There are people out there with like failing livers, no family and like a leg. And they're like, I still drive the two hours to my job at a pizza franchise. Your mom's got to pull herself up and she's got to, she got to figure it out. She's a grown woman. You don't want to, you obviously don't want to make your mom homeless, but she's able to get away with thinking she can retire at 57 because you have made her think that way for whatever reason. She's like, I'll just stay here. It's great. I don't even have to clean up my hair out of the tub drain. Exactly. And it'll be a lot. Cause she'll be like, what do you mean? I don't do any of that. And it's like, you do. And she, it sounds like she's just, she might be so depressed that she's like feeling incapable, but 
you've got a daughter to worry about and, you know, maybe you can help her with an apartment, help her find a job, be like, I'm willing to help you do all of these things, but you cannot stay here anymore. It's not working. You just got to say, you got to say how you feel. You just got to do it. What's the worst that could happen? She'll leave? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, being being super honest with her, she she can't leave or she can and great. You're right. That's that's kind of a no-lose situation. And also like it'd be one, the fact that you're planning on retiring for my mental health, like you're fine. So you're just unwilling to work, which puts sort of a bad spin on a lot of people that are having like, you know, anxiety. It's like, well, they can't. It's like, you just don't want to. So either do that or get hotter and get you a sugar daddy, but do it on your own time. Get off my porch. Can you imagine if I just was like, I'm retiring <laughs> and just, you can't just say, you can't just declare. It's not like when Michael Scott declares bankruptcy. Like you, you also, like, I'm, I'm bankrupt. You also have to ask her, be like, what do you think retiring is? Like, did you pay into a pension? Like, what do you think retiring is? She's like, I just hang out. It's like, you pay for yourself. Retiring yeah. is not living in your daughter's guest room, smoking weed and eating Doritos. No. Anyways, you gotta, you gotta just say it and not worry about what she's going to say. Ugh. God, that sounds awful. Also, here's not, is your mom super hot? Because sometimes when women are hot their whole lives, yeah, she has like hot girl syndrome. Now you got to be the ugly friend, but there is that. In which case, like get her dressed up, send her to a ladies night and hope she meets someone. She can move right. in I with mean, Ron. Two, two failed marriages, a failed long-term relationship. So I wonder if she her she's having a hard time like going to work, getting a job, whatever, because she's just always kind of banked yeah. on someone Let us know. else providing for her. You got You got a hot mom? Let me know. All right, kick it. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Eliza, new baby, tiny snow peach, baby arm and hot Scotty. I have a question with the holidays here upon us. So this is a about, post holiday what about roundup. Gracie? What about Gracie? What about Noah? <laughs> I'm missing so many people. So many things. <laughs> I know. This is just getting longer and longer. You know what I like to do? I like to palm the dog's head. I palm her skull and I give it a little vibrate and I say, squeeze you. Like on the top? Like, I, like a basketball, but a softball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Uh, 
I have a question with the holidays here upon us. I have not seen my family during the pandemic, but now that everyone, including our kids, are fully vaccinated, I reached out about getting together for Christmas. Our offer was turned down, saying they are still wary of gathering and they would be willing to do something outside. It is currently 40 degrees outside. I don't think an outdoor gathering would be good for anyone. At what point do you just tell people to get over it? No one in our family has gotten COVID despite my husband working in the ER. I love them, but it's getting ridiculous. Why would we be afraid of eight vaccinated adults and three vaccinated children getting together for two hours to eat some cookies and open some gifts? Is this worth fighting for? Do I just let it go and move on with the holiday? P.S. They had no problem coming to a roller skating birthday party in September. Okay. So that's weird. Uh, You should ask them about that. I will say this. I am a full-on... Let's believe in science. Let's get this vaccine. I even got a booster despite all my like hate mail for it. Um, But uh, if I listen to people that thought like that, I would never do anything. Um, That being said, like I still have like a brain and I still have like a conservative thought or two and I still don't get hysterical. There are a lot of people who are so used to living like this that now they have like PTSD from it. And I've seen it with certain relatives. Like it is very easy to get crazy about it. My husband and I were thinking about this for a gathering recently, you know, like, do we provide rapid tests? You know, my mom's coming and someone was like, you should have your mom wear a mask every day that she's there because she's on a plane. I'm like, look, you can't rely on what you heard from your other friends who think just like you. You really do have to look at objective news sources and read things from both sides because you can look at a set of data. Like there was this thing that's like, the headline was like uh, COVID spikes in California. But then I looked at the graph for my county and my county was down, you know, because I actually looked at the graph. And so I'm not here to like synthesize and analyze Intel, but I am here to say at some point, there is this like tipping point where I'm just like, look, I've been fighting the fight. We did Don't Panic Pantry. We quarantined. My job stopped. I've gotten two vaccines. I got a booster. I wear a mask. Like I do everything and I've been okay. I'm like, we traveled through 14 countries in Europe and I was okay. This isn't saying don't get the vaccine. I'm saying because I have these things, I feel better protected. If everybody has the vaccine and you could even do rapid tests and it's like, you can, we had Thanksgiving inside. It was fine because everybody adhered to the same rules. Mm -hmm. The people that are by and large getting this are not vaccinated or they're going to these like super spreader events. I think you can afford yourself a little peace of mind if you take these precautions. Like everyone, the days leading up, try to just be cool about it. You know, that being said, I don't know how old the people in your families are, but it sounds like your, is it your mom? Whoever is getting like a little hysterical. But also it's like fair, like, okay, they're worried. They don't want to come. Fine. Don't, don't keep asking them. It's whatever. They can isolate themselves and that's fine. Like you can still run your event. You don't need to put it outside for those two people. Do your event the way, do your cookie party inside. Leave the windows open. It's going to get hot in there anyway. You know, there's a risk with everything, but the idea is not with Delta or with COVID that like, it's going to be zero and perfect. The, The idea that humans can't wrap their fucking brains around is mitigating it. Wear the mask so that it spreads less. All these fucking morons that are like, you got a vaccine, you got it anyway. Yeah, and without the vaccine, even though I had it before that, it would be a lot worse. We can't stop it. We passed that a long time ago, but you can stop it from killing and spreading to this many people. Yeah. It, that's like, don't leave your house then because you could get hit by a car. Yeah. You could, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen. So you wear a seatbelt so that if you do, it won't hurt as much. <laughs> 
Right. Also, it's a good excuse. You know, maybe they don't want to come to your cookie party and they're being polite by saying we're worried about COVID and they just don't want to come to your house. Maybe they don't like it there. Nobody likes you and nobody wants to decorate stale chips ahoy with old icing. So send me my fucking Christmas money and leave me alone, Aunt Sue. I want to decorate cookies. That's so fun. I do too. And can I tell you, I love Christmas cookies. I love thick icing. I love garbage icing. I love a vanilla cookie. I hate chocolate. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas cookies. Although making gingerbread house is really tedious and thankless and you finish it and you're like, it has no roof. I don't care. Gingerbread also is like not, doesn't taste that good. It's not fine. Not kit gingerbread, but real gingerbread is tasty. It like warm out of the oven, but a big, a big plank that you're using in no. your house. No, they may as well not even make gingerbread. This should just be cardboard. Nobody cares. Gingerbread molasses cookie. Yes, please. That time Are you guys going to make cookies? For who? Noah doesn't like sugar and Oh yeah. I already secretly eat a lot of candy when no one's looking. So Dear Eliza and Emily, my parents never had a happy marriage. They married when they were young and poor because my mom got pregnant with my brother. They got divorced when I was in my early twenties. The aftermath of the divorce was messy and painful. A lot happened in those first few years that strained my relationship with my dad. He remarried very quickly to a woman closer to my brother's age than his, such a cliche, who I have kept distant from. It's been a few years, and while I still talk to my dad and see him if he's ever in town, we've kept a lot of our lives separate. Two days ago, he called to tell me his wife is pregnant. He is 53 years old with two adult children and is going to have a baby. We don't live in the same state, so I doubt I'll be expected to be too involved, but I don't even know what relation, what a relationship with a half-sibling that I am 28 years older than would look like. I think yeah. you've mentioned having half-siblings before. What is that relationship like? What level of involvement makes sense for me? I know when my brother has children, I want to be a close aunt, and I worry that my dad will expect that for this baby. It's not the baby's fault. This is weird or any anger I still have towards my dad, but I honestly don't know what's expected of me here. And any thoughts welcome, but please no modern family jokes. They are already too much. I, it literally, I'm such a comic genius. It never even occurred to me to make a modern family joke. Um, also, there are no half siblings on modern family. So. Well, I, no. Yeah. Oh, the, wait, you're right. You're I, right. It took me a second. I was like, what's a joke? And I was like, oh, Sophia Vergara, Manny. Yeah. I'm sorry. How do you say her last name? Sophia Vergara. Vergara. It kind of just came out as Vergara. Sophia Burger. Um, the good act. news is you don't have to really make any decisions until this kid is like six. <laughs> like the baby doesn't know what's going on, and your dad having a kid at fifty three. I mean, come to L A. We're having we're having kids way later than that. You live in a separate state. You decide how you feel, and you cannot let your father's expectation cloud that. You see that baby, you want to be part of the baby, you want to send it a gift, you want to look it on FaceTime. You're allowed to take your time with this because it has nothing to do with the kid. It has to do with you and your dad's relationship and you have a non-existent relationship with that woman. So maybe you do want to get to know her a little better. Maybe you've taken it out on her because you're mad at your dad. Maybe the woman's okay. Maybe reevaluate this with fresh eyes, but you don't have to think about it until way later. That kid's going to be living its own life. They're barely going to think about you because you're so old and they live in another state. And honestly, you go through phases like, oh, I couldn't stand my sibling when we were younger. Then we got high together and now we're friends. You know, it takes time for kids to mature too. Um, And so that's it. It's what he wants is almost irrelevant. 
It's what makes you comfortable. And it seems like you understand that the baby has nothing to do with your feelings with your dad or whatever. So you decide and you can take your time with that. But you always want to err on the side of not being tacky. Send a gift and send a card when the kid is born. Just because that's what people do. Yeah. Yeah. You be as involved as you want to be, but they can't expect you to have the same relationship with the new wife's kid as you do with your brother's kid. Even if you had a great relationship with your dad and her, you live in another state. So there isn't a ton to do. What you can do is get them a nice Tiffany frame with your birthday engraved on it and a picture of you and send it and be like, put this in the baby's room. (laughs) Show the baby a picture of me every day. Yeah. But it also sounds like you might want to get to know that your stepmom a little bit better too. Mm, I wouldn't want to. I think it's I think it's worth reevaluating her unless she's a total B, in which case they also may not want you to be involved, but it's all about how you feel comfortable and you got a long time to figure it out. And you yeah. have an even longer time till that kid cares about your opinion. Yeah, you got a little bit. Yeah. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I need some relationship advice. I am a 33-year-old female. In 2019, I went through a breakup with my boyfriend. We will call him B of six years. B of six years. It was mostly mutual. We both had some things to work on and despite loving each other a lot, we decided to call it off. My kids and I, who are now 12 and almost 14, moved out of his house and into an apartment nearby. I'm sorry, you're 30? 30. How old is she? You have a 14-year-old? Wow. All right. All right. She's like, yeah, I know. I know. So what? All right. You got two kids. (laughs) Nearby, but we have remained close friends. I decided to go on a few dates from OkCupid, and on the first date, met a nice guy. We will call him C. We went on several more dates, and we're talking often for a few weeks, but I realized I wasn't over my ex, and he and I were talking about giving it another chance. I was honest with C, apologized. We stopped seeing and talking to each other. B and I dated again casually for a year and then ended again. When I changed my relationship status, C reached back out to me. Whoa. For a year, C was waiting. He got in there. We dated for seven months, mostly just seeing each other once a week on weekends because he works 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. and I work 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oof. I broke up with C mostly because I was diagnosed with cancer and knew Jesus. I had a battle ahead of me Yeah, does of the hey, difficulties with our schedule. Does the lazy mom, teen mom from the other question hear what this woman's going through and you can't get your hair out of the fucking drain? <laughs> the next six months were extremely hard. Surgery, chemo, radiation. Yeah, During this time, yeah. B was there for me. He paid my bills. He drove me to appointments. He held my hand, cried with me, laughed with me. It helped me get in and out of bed after surgery when I couldn't do it on my own. And we did sleep together. After all of that- Wait, you had sex like post-cancer surgery? Like, was that fun? (laughs) I just like, the fact that you're like, I was crying, I couldn't move, he helped me, and we fucked. (laughs) Everybody enjoyed it. All right, all right. C reached back out to me again and said, let's be friends. Well, then let's be friends developed into us basically being a couple for the last six months. This all came to a tipping point last weekend when C and I went to your Reno show. You were great. I was great. Five rows so in front of us was B and a friend of his. <gasps> B and I or went boyfriend? and saw you two other times and are both fans. I asked B a couple days before the show if he was going and he was and told me his seat numbers. And I'd bought mine and C's tickets a month before, so it definitely wasn't planned. We just like similar seats, center section end seats. I gave C okay. a heads up that B would be there, told him the seat location was definitely unplanned. Anyway, C is very insecure about B and says as long as B is in my life, we will never progress in our relationship. He hates that B pays for my car payment for the last two years. 
we bought it together. And once I moved out, I couldn't afford it. And B is very well off with family money and is an engineer and says he still wants me to have it. I can understand C's insecurity. I've set boundaries such as not hanging out with B and just texting and talking on the phone occasionally, but I don't want him out of my life. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Is B, I'm sorry, this story's so long. Were they married? And also, are those his children? No, but it's not. It says in 2019, went through a breakup with my boyfriend of six years and the kids were already older than that. So no. So she was with B for six years, broke up with him, started seeing C, went back and, and forth now a the, little bit. So Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, okay. All right. I honestly don't know what to do. I can see potentially having a future with C, but also can't imagine my life without B and really don't want to. I don't know what to do. Please give me some advice. Congratulations on becoming a mom. The days will be long, but the years will fly by. Uh, seems like it. Seems like these years are really flying by. This is a crazy story. Look, from what it's worth. That's so tough. I think you're you're not over B, but I also think part of what keeps you tied to B is the comfort. Not only do you have a history, but he is paying for stuff. And it seems like you kind of struggle. Um, it seems like you got a rough job and you've been through it. So he's kind of like a crutch. He's like that training wheel that you really haven't, especially with all the stuff you've been hit with, like you really haven't had life without him. So I do believe... If all things are equal, I don't think you can love two people equally, but I do believe you owe it to yourself to live without him and especially his financial assistance. And if you can't, you got to let C go. But what you're doing right now is not healthy for you and definitely not your kids. Because like that vibration comes off going back and forth. Um, And I, I can't sit here and tell you, I can't sit here and tell you with like my own money, like just figure it out. Like who needs a car? I'm not saying that, but you got to sit down and like really have a come to Jesus with yourself. Who do you want to spend the next 40 years with or six years? Who do you want to like, because you're breaking C's heart and B's got some money. Is there a way to be financially solvent without this person? If there was no money exchanged with B, would these ties be so strong? part is the fact that Clearly, like the fact that he was there for her during cancer, during like he's been there for her. He's such a big part of her yeah, life but- that either guy, if I was either guy, I would see the fact that she had been with both of us and seemed equally invested in both of us. It's really hard to be yeah. either of those guys and feel completely secure. It's really hard. And I'm also like, what's going on here? Are they both just so incredible? Are you double dipping? Do you feel that you don't have to make a choice because they'll both be there? If there were an ultimatum, who would you go to? The other thing people will tell you is flip a coin and then call it. And it's usually with the one that you call. That's what you always say. I'm like, I think that's insane. Um, but, you know, why can't you leave B? And if it's so great, why are you right. broken up? I think you need to either make a go of it with B and cut ties because he was there for a big part of your kids growing up. Um or you need to try it with C, but you can't keep living like this. So you need to really sit down. Is it the money? Is it the history? You can make new history with people. Yeah. Usually you know? I wouldn't, I wouldn't usually it's, say like you be. have to stop talking to this person that was a big part of your life. But the fact that you did leave one, go to the other, leave that one, go to the other, leave that one, go to the other. Both of them have a right to think that the minute that things end, C Honestly, probably thinks the minute that if something happens with you guys, you immediately will just go to B. Like B yes. is waiting in the wings. Yes. 
Yeah. And you know what? You sounds like you need some D. And by D, I mean <laughs> a different letter. Maybe throw them both out and just see like, are you just, are you the kind of woman that just needs to be in a relationship? Are you the kind of person that like just needs that support? Should you be on your own for a little? I'm not saying do that. I'm just wondering the ping ponging back and forth. Is there a version where you're like, I actually need to be away from both of you for a little to get some air on this piece? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Air it out. Uh, So you gotta, you gotta reckon with all of these. There's three options here. So you gotta reckon with, is it really A? I'm sorry. Is it really B? Is it really C? Or is it really you're just going back and forth yeah. because someone will take care of you either way? And if it isn't that, I think you owe it to these men as well to like make a choice. Yeah. Independent of cash. That uh, was a great was, show though. I mean, that's your your last one for a little bit. Although there are tickets at Eliza.com slash tour for shows in 2022. You will be back on the road, but you're, you have a little break. Thank you. Not only that, uh, I'm doing the yes. Netflix is a joke festival and my, and that's in May. So if you, I'm going to, I'm not going to be doing shows in Los Angeles until May. So this is your chance to see me do the full hour. Um, I might do a pop in here or there, but like, I'm going to make you guys come see me May 6th at the Orpheum theater. And we're already like getting a little bit to halfway sold out and they're still on presale. So Come on out, see me May 6th. Get those tickets now because you're going to be like, whoa, get tickets. We're coming out like, you've been warned. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Liza, Emily, and Tianfu. Even as I type this, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Nevertheless, here's my story. My husband and I have known each other since we were six years old. Nope. My husband and I have known each other for six years, married for five. We're very different people. He's a professional poker player, and I'm a struggling children's book illustrator. But there's no lack of love and understanding. Most (laughs) of all, I've always been proud of the honesty we have with each other until now. My husband just broke up with a friend. He Uh broke up with him... Uh-huh. Wait, just so you know, your husband's a poker player. It's his job to lie, but go on. <laughs> Broke up with him very brutally. They knew each other since before I knew him. They started out in the same company selling tech and have been close ever since. So close that this friend was the first to know when we hooked up for the first time. 
I always disliked this guy. He was a <gasps> narcissist, would talk over me, mansplain me on art and literature. He hasn't read anything of note and constantly makes comments on my husband, his looks, and his weight. The kind of guy best described as a feminist on the surface, but deeply misogynistic guy underneath. Like he would say to his toddler daughter, oh, you're not going to have boyfriends ever. And he actually didn't want the poor child to have a haircut because girls look better in long hair. Because I love my husband, I didn't just tolerate this guy. I became good friends with him and his wife, who was actually a good person. I threw her baby shower. Me and my husband adored their daughter. I may be pleasant in general, but I do not take shit lying down. Me and this friend would constantly get into, quote unquote, polite arguments. Of late, I started to become more mouthy than usual because I was over his comments. Don't even say mouthy. Don't even say mouthy because only women get called that. Mouthies and quotes too. Okay, all right, all right. All right, I'm sorry. One night they invited us over to their new place. And when we went over, I was kind of prepared to be a polite house guest. But I don't know, maybe years of him talking shit got me. I ripped him to shreds. I roasted him hard. I made jokes about his hometown. It's an actual shithole. I casually antagonized him by saying I've kissed women. Who hasn't? Just to shut him up. In hindsight, I may have taken a bit too far. Mm. I forgot to add, but earlier this year, we had a miscarriage and this guy and his wife knew about it, but they still made comments like they prefer hanging out with people who have kids. Also made comments about my fertility, which hurt my feelings. Ooh, ooh, ew, ooh. For a while after that fateful night, we didn't hear from them. Now get this, this guy fancies himself a writer and writes god-awful stuff on Instagram. So my husband did what any guy friend would do, texted him to ask if he was high when he wrote his latest post. He replied, like a jilted high school mean girl in a long paragraph saying how things haven't been the same and it would be better if we kept distance. My husband wasn't not expecting it, but he was still pretty sad. I said to him, you know what? I'm sure this is because of me and the straw that broke the camel's back sort of broke this shithead too. I told him, I understand you've had this friend for a long time, so I'll be okay with him giving him an apology. Giving who? I could see he was pretty upset. The So I think, the, so this woman went off on this couple and she's like, okay, if you want to smooth things over with your friend, fine, you can apologize like for the way that I talked to him. But uh-uh. nope. The husband no, said- No, you don't need to be apologized for. No. And the husband, my husband said, it's okay if he doesn't like you, it's their loss, but I could see he was pretty upset. Yes. His wife checked in with me on Instagram for a bit and told me she would call, but nothing happened. I muted their activity and moved on. Apparently, my husband hasn't. He points out all their social media activity to me, be it parties they're hosting, their toddler photos, pictures of their barbecue. They're vegetarian, so I don't know what they're barbecuing. To me, it feels like he is obsessed. I feel like he secretly blames me, but won't admit it. I've confronted him a few times, but he won't say it. He's saying he supports me, but it doesn't feel like it. One thing I won't give up is my loud mouth. Again, in quotes, I am an I'm unapologetic about standing up for myself, but at the same time, I can't watch my husband isolating himself from me. Help. I feel like I also need to add that my husband is an introvert, very generous with his love, and overall very laid back and humble guy. He quit his job a few years ago to be a poker player and is very successful at it. You know, um, it's tough. I applaud your husband because I thought this was gonna go another way. Like your husband's like, I don't want to get in the middle. The guy sounds genuinely dense and disrespectful. You also might be a bit of a pill. You might not be, I like, the, you're describing this guy and he's awful. You might also, like, not be the coolest. That being said, and also, do you did you end up having kids or do you not have kids? Sounds like they don't. Okay. It's, I, I don't know how pointed it is to say we prefer to hang out with people with kids because people that have kids tend to, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there a version where maybe you did take some things as personal? when they weren't like, are you extra sensitive because this guy is such a tool? 
it just feels like you don't mesh and that is totally okay. Your husband is a grown man and you can say to him, hey, I can tell that you have a lot of love for this guy. If you guys want to go hang out, you want to get dinner, you want to get a beer, it's okay to have that alone time. Mm. It doesn't always have to be couples. My husband, Noah has like his guy friends and 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 they go do stuff. Like they go eat food that I don't want to eat and they watch movies I don't want to watch and they drink whiskey and that is okay. I do. I am invited and it is a hard pass, but thank you so much. No more than he wants to sit with me and Rebecca Searle and like fetch and have coffee. Like it is cool. You have to just be, you know, and and the wife, by the way, didn't reach out. Like there is this thing in our society where we're constantly like, oh, I just have to make sure everyone likes me. You even muted them. You didn't even unfollow because you don't want to be aggressive. It's okay to kind of lose friends and you need to tell your husband, I cannot force you. I am not your mother. But if you want to reach out, I would never stand in your way. You want him to come over for a drink, like I will be gracious because the way you're talking to me about this, it does seem like you're kind of like, yeah, then maybe I could have been better. He could have been better. I'm willing to move on. It sounds like you're not going to extend an olive branch, but you're certainly not going to stand in the way. And that's the way it should be. You're allowed to feel the way you feel. And this guy's obviously an idiot. So you don't have to be friends with him. You do not have to be friends with your husband's friends. No. So... You go get a facial, you go get a massage, you take a walk. And if you see him, be like, hi, and you can just be pleasant. But there's no reason to be this enmeshed. Yeah, I'm wondering, the husband, it sounds like, does he not have other friends? I feel like in the world of poker, isn't it just all dudes that want to be friends with each other? Also, this is, first of all, they're all so weird. Like, it's a weird, it's a game where you try to fuck over the person across from you and you don't speak to each other and you don't make any real eye contact and you bluff. Um, this is not the first woman who's written in like, my husband's quiet. How can I help? You can't. That is a grown fucking man. Mm. He will figure it out. Yeah. Okay. You're not his mommy. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Maybe you also got to chill. Okay. Kick it. Oh my God. Tippity-key. Taste the talk with a cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is I'm a real big... um. Like, let's do it. Is it a meeting? Let's get it done. Let's do this. LA basically closed down starting next week and it doesn't open again until September of like 2025. Like people take like the longest holiday. And I have just worked so hard this year. And I was looking forward to like, I was like, okay, I'll do some local shows, but I'm not. Mm. I'm powering down. And this has less to do with being pregnant, although I'm like consistently out of breath and more to do with like, I need a week to get ready for a week of nothing before my life changes. But independent of the baby, like I need to unwind. And I found what gives me a little anxiety is like the constant, like a call here. Can you do this? Can we do this one thing Wednesday? It's like, no. And I had a call this morning because we had a photo shoot next Wednesday. And I said, is there a reason to do, I, I, I said we could do it. And I was like, is there a real reason to do this on this side of the year? Can't we wait till February? And the answer was yes. So that's a great example of telling people what you need and letting them give it to you versus feeling like you got to push this boulder uphill. And it felt really good. Like I looked at my calendar this morning and it had disappeared. And you know what I did today? I went for lunch with Greg. I did this podcast with you. I'm going to squeeze the dog and go to an art gallery opening later. And then, yes, I'll do a set, but that's it. Like, just kind of being like, I'm just kind of going to power down because we've been through a lot this year and I definitely did enough stand-up and uh, sort of reimagining the way that I see my life. So coming to you live from my couch in Cozy Socks where it's cold enough today in LA that I actually turned the heat on and it smelled weird because we never use it. Yeah, there's a bunch of... (laughs) Pretty sure there's... 
There's a dead coyote in there. That's my tip of the camp. My top is that I have always thought of like having a job is you have like fun little things at your desk. So like at my desk at your office, like I had a little bell. I had a little thing. I had my little hat. Like I like having little yeah. little bits and pieces. Oh. I think because my dad always worked in IT and I feel like IT guys always have like a cubicle just covered in action figures. You know, and yes. So I bought a couple little things for my desk and I'm getting things set up. And this is Gwyneth Paltrow and Iron Man 3. <laughs> Interesting that you went with the two-piece outfit, even though that's the only. She's usually Pepper's usually in a business suit, but you have her in a thong. Because in Iron Man three, she gets attacked, and then her I think her powers burn her shirt off. Sure, what woman hasn't gone through that? (laughs) I have a little cat. Uh, My bottom. I like that. I'll send you something for your desk. Okay. Um. My bottom of the cove, that's very cute that you're doing that. My bottom of the cove is like this color motif that we demand for New Year's Eve. Like all of a sudden, like everything has to be made of glitter, which is so bad for the environment. And like big metallic circles and silver is a big New Year's color. And I don't think white people should wear silver. I never think it looks good. And it's like, just as you were getting into fall, now it's Christmas, which is a different palette. And then one day it's like, you got to wear a gold dress that you can't wear the rest of the year. It's like New Year's Eve is like weirdly like a sexy holiday. Like it's a late night, black, silver, champagne kisses, get in a car accident, get detained kind of holiday. And I I think it's like a little tacky. Yeah. Yeah. It's And blue. That's I feel all. like there's some blue, which is okay. But again, it's like blue with sparkles. There's a lot of sparkles. Yeah. And I get it, but, you know, I think after these last two years, like, should we be embracing this new year? I don't know. No, it could be worse. I don't know. Yeah, what's a resistance color? We should all be wearing red. You should do that. Or ca- camo. We should all be in camo to resist the new year. And hide from it. Don't let 2022 like get us. Full magazines of bullet just over my, like, guerrilla warfare, face paint, cigarettes in my pith helmet. <laughs> Ready to give out chocolate bars, full on World War II Vietnam. Okay. My bottom is I decided before I started my new job when I could still do stuff during the day, I went to two movies in a row and I was, both of them were long, both of them were bad. And during the second one, three people in my row were sleeping and snoring. And I actually, because it, it was subtitles, I put in noise canceling headphones and then watched and just read the subtitles. And oh my, my bottom God. is that I think I left my favorite baseball hat there and I called the theater today and they're like we don't have it we looked here we looked, they looked everywhere and they're like we don't have it I'm like, no they didn't did it fall in the parking garage did it fall after I saw two awful movies the sandwich place did it fall in the gaping maw of the guy snoring and he swallowed it also this is COVID nobody's doing anyone a favor the guy was probably wearing your hat and he's like we haven't seen it <laughs> my taking lives Angelina Jolie baseball cap Okay, well, I'll get you another one off eBay. Another used I, one off eBay. For like I just $6. set a, I set an alert on eBay today for if any more come up for sale because that is where right, I got right. the other one. You're garbage. Folks, have a happy New Year's Eve. Please stay safe. Please wear the mask, but don't get hysterical about it. Get your booster, get your vaccine. Don't stop listening to me because I told you to do it. People love to be like, don't tell me what to do. I'm like, is that how it works? If I tell you, then I have control of your mind. I do want control of your mind. Give us updates. Let us know answers. And thank you for listening all this year. You've given us so much joy and you've given us a fan base. So we love you. Emily, tell them you love them. 
I love you. Please, even if you're, if you're, even if the Uber Lyft prices go up a lot because it's like rush hour, whatever, don't get behind a wheel. And also think about it. Yeah, like that's a $30 surge price. But you know what's more expensive? Learning how to rewalk after your brainstem gets snapped. Or getting a DUI and losing your license for a year and Ubering everywhere. You, you get a DUI, they will not let you into Canada. Like you are fucked. Like it will wreck your life. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that have them. Uh, yeah, all comedians Happy- do. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.